Hello and welcome to the Exaserve Decarbonising Gas podcast. My name's Victoria Mustard and I'm the Decarbonisation Strategy Lead here at Exaserve. As the central data service provider for Britain's gas market, Exaserve is committed to helping bring the gas industry together in pursuit of a common goal, decarbonisation of the UK gas network. We want to help plot a smooth path forward and bring the industry together towards this common cause. We believe that hydrogen has a crucial role to play in decarbonising the gas network, and we're lucky enough to be able to work closely with the amazing people and innovative businesses that are pushing hydrogen projects forward. So today I'm joined by Alex. So Alex, first things first, could you introduce yourself, please? Of course I can. So I'm Alex Brightman. I am the Hydrogen Home Coordinator based up at the Hydrogen Homes uh, in the northeast in Gateshead. I've worked for Northern Gas Network for just over eight years now, um, and I've been part of the Energy Futures team since 2021. So my job up, up at Hydrogen Home is to basically show people around uh, and demonstrate hydrogen appliances. Thank you very much. So, so, Alex, if you could kind of tell us what you do, what the hydrogen homes are there for, and at what they're used for, that'd be brilliant. Of course. So Hydrogen Homes um, was a project that launched on July 15th, 2021. So we've been open for nearly two years now. Um, and the, the homes came about from a programme called High for Heat. Now, High for Heat was funded by um, the Department of Desnes, formerly based within the government, uh, to look at using hydrogen for heating and for cooking. So at Hydrogen Homes, we have boilers, ovens, hobs and fires and meters. Uh, which all run on 100% hydrogen. Some of the appliances are hydrogen ready, um, which is basically they can run on natural gas, run on a blend of up to 20% and of hydrogen and natural gas, and then can be converted to 100% hydrogen, whether that be physical part uh, changeover of parts inside the appliance or a software update. Um, and my job is to essentially demonstrate these appliances and show people that living with hydrogen is actually no different to what it is living with natural gas so um the houses have turned into a little bit of a visitor attraction which is is great because we we actually welcomed our 3,000th visitor earlier this week so um it's been for two small semi-detached houses in the borough of Gateshead in the northeast of England we've not done bad to get 3,000 people through the door um and I, I show these appliances to people from across the world. They It's not just local people who are coming to visit us. Um, I'm bringing schools into, into site to show them what, what hydrogen looks like when it burns. But the take-home message is that actually the, there isn't much difference um, and near enough no difference to the end user when it comes to using hydrogen for heating at home. I think uh, I heard somebody say say something the other day about how the kind of the the most overwhelming thing about the hydrogen homes is how underwhelming they actually are. Yes, yeah, sir. So, um, if you're a gas geek like me, <laughs> I think I've been ten times then. Uh, but if you're from a gas geek like me, it's brilliant because you can just go and see how hydrogen just works, and it's just there. You've got a hydrogen cooker; it just looks like a cooker. It's uh, there, there's nothing kind of scary about the whole thing, which I think is a is a great way for people being able to see it. Yeah. yeah. So in my mind, Alex, you're really this country's first ever kind of hydrogen consumer. So yeah. what would you say over the last two years has been your personal biggest learning point from working with hydrogen? Um, My personal biggest learning point, 
to be honest, like I say, there's actually no difference to the way you use the hydrogen. So there isn't really a learning curve in, in terms of the end user or consumer side of things. Um, what I found is that there's quite a lot of myths around hydrogen that people come with. Um, they come with questions. They come to learn and to, to sort of educate themselves around hydrogen and what hydrogen might be like um, at home. But I think the biggest learning is, is to sort of not take everything as a fact um it's still being looked at and we've done a lot of research there's been a lot of research done in recent years there's been a lot of research done over the last 30 years to be honest um and there's so much there's so many more projects that are coming up as well but i think there's a lot of people take historic events and they're re they're reapplying it when we've, we've sort of moved on a, a lot further since those yeah. days and i just think it's sort of for me, it's sort of have myself having an open mind for what people's opinions are of hydrogen and just sort of listening to what they have to say and then sort of coming back and explaining the, the work that we've done, not just at NGN, but across the industry and what what the findings are. So again, from a consumer point of view, there probably isn't any learning to use in hydrogen. It's used in exactly the same way. Um, from the education point of view and sort of what from what our guests think, it's just having that open mind and understanding the facts rather than believing the myths. Yeah, so you can actually see it. You can, I know um, when I've been up, I've been lucky enough to come up at some points where you've made cakes or you've done some biscuits on the, on the cooker. So a lot of the questions I get asked are things like, does it taste any different if it's cooked via hydrogen rather than gas? So what are kind of the, here's a question for you, what are the, what are the strangest things that you've been asked while you've been there? Or what's the, what are the things that people are thinking about? Obviously, when hydrogen burns, it does produce water vapor. It, it's it's combusting with oxygen. You've got H2O being produced. It's just that is just a fact. So I get a lot. I get a lot of questions around the cooking and asking if things end up being really soggy. Yeah. Um. And sort of, do we add like do we need to add anything to make to make it better? Um. But the, again, the reality behind that is is no, your food doesn't come out soggy. The cakes are they 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 actually rise better, I think, in my opinion. Um, are they gone on Monday and all forty of those turned out fantastic? You know, I haven't noticed any changes at all, and I think again, it's a lot of there's a lot of people who come in with that belief of not understanding that it's a gas that is still that is massively used anyway. It's just yeah. being applied to a different solution, if you like. Um, like hydrogen is, is is already mass produced for industry, and yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. They, there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of guests who sort of come and think, well, hydrogen's this brand new thing, and it really isn't. It's just that we are using it in a new way, yeah. And with that change comes uncertainty, so that is yeah. just sort of helping people understand that. And some, I think for me, the best way of doing that is to show them with food, <laughs> yeah. Um, that. A lot of people. That's all people really care about. Is that is anything going to change with how I how how I cook my my food at home? Is how I bake? Um, but yeah, that is a, that's quite a difficult question because a lot of the stuff that people come with are really you're quite hardly selling myths rather than yeah yeah okay. So because I'm thinking some of the questions I've been asked are like okay, so um, it, quite often it's around the food. So does it taste any different? Does it look any different? Yes. Um. Uh, I know when we've been and we've had kind of customers with us to come and have a look round, um, there's been a lot of conversation because you get the condensation on the door when the flake initially goes in the cooker. Yes. You hear that kind of, 
oh, well, how are you going to know if there's a leak or what we're going to do? So there's there's lots of questions that aren't necessarily specific to hydrogen, mm-hmm. but are more specific to how homes are heated at the moment. Because I know when we when we talk when we've looked at um, uh, heat pumps and how electricity can be used, you know, let's let's call it here. We are not saying that hydrogen is better than heat pumps or different. No. Just a different option. Yes, but. If you have a heat pump, you have to use it differently, and, it, and the way you heat your home will be different. Yeah. Is there anything that people would have to do differently if they had hydrogen versus having uh, gas? Um, no. So, I mean, what you first of all, what you've just said is absolutely correct. It's a whole systems approach. We aren't over here shouting, saying hydrogen is the only answer to um, stopping climate change and, and hitting yeah. that zero. It is just one of the the pathways that is, is going to have to be taken in the future. Um, that that pathway is still to be decided as to what it's actually going to be used for, but um, it's just part of the solution. We're not we're not saying hydrogen is the only solution, but you are right with other technologies. There is a learning curve, um, which people a lot of people don't understand. With hydrogen, it is a case of you have to update some of your appliances, but there isn't a physical learning curve to to do anything. Um, and you touched on it briefly just before as well. That what does it smell like? I get a lot of questions. Well. But it's not even a question. People state the fact that hydrogen doesn't have a smell, um, which is again completely true. At hydrogen homes, we haven't got odorized hydrogen; it is unordered that we use. So we have certain things in place as 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 part of our procedures. For example, I wear I wear a personal alarm when I go into the homes, and they get daily checks. But it's purely on the grounds that there is no odorant in that gas. But even so, for those people who come who aren't in the industry, they don't. A lot of people don't realise that we actually odorise natural gas as well. Yeah. So it isn't just a case of, um, it isn't just a case of, oh, natural gas naturally has this smell that, that's just been, it's just there. But that is the sort of attitude we need people to have towards hydrogen as well. We don't, there's a very fine line between enough information and too much information. And yeah. once you tell people, like, actually we add the smell in, it, it it's not going to be any different. If there's a gas leak in your home, you will still smell the same smell. It's just at the moment we haven't got an odorized. Um, you just don't add odorization yeah, to it. At the moment. We have we have got we have done research into it, and the, there has been projects that have odorized the hydrogen. It's just on site at the moment at hydrogen home. It's not odorized, and before it goes into the network, it will have to be odorized. It's going to be one of the the, the health and safety requirements for using hydrogen in the future. So, yeah, there is. You do get some questions like that, but it's purely on the understanding that a lot of people don't realise when you add the smell to natural gas anyway. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's a really interesting point because gas has just been there for a lot of people. It's just how it how it is. That's just how my home is heated. If I if I'm on the gas network on the gas network, I don't necessarily think about it. What we're doing with consumers now is we're saying actually you need to start to think about this stuff. We need you to understand how much carbon you're burning. We need you to understand what yeah. it to what your heating is doing to the environment and we need to offer you choice as to how you can make that better yeah so um if if people want to come and visit do they have to is it invite only can anybody come and visit how can they come and see it so because the houses are located on our gas site in in Thornley, it anyone can visit it's open for anybody to come along but it is on a booking system so you can't just at the moment you can't just walk onto the site and come down and see the hydrogen homes. In the future, that is where we want it to be as the site develops and gets better. But 
at the minute, it is very much a case of you emailing with your interest and wanting to come along to Hydrogen Homes. We allocate you a slot and you come down um, and visit them. So it is open to anybody. Um, doesn't matter if you've got knowledge in the, of the industry. It doesn't matter if you are a teacher at a school and you want to bring some students along to sort of have a look at climate change. And that that is sort of it, it. That is the beauty of this this project. Although it's not just on the street that you can just walk into and have a look like a show home for for new yeah. housing estate. It is open for anyone to come and learn if they want to to have a look around and. The, the development on the on site is only getting better and it's we want to have that education approach to it in terms of not just teaching school children but teaching people what options they'll have in the future and helping them to understand that there's not just one solution we aren't forcing one solution onto you but we are saying that there isn't got to be a natural gas option in the future yeah. um and that is something that like you say we're having we have to teach people about that now because you do learn about climate change at school. You do learn and you, you are sort of acutely aware of what's going on in the world. But, you know, it's like when, when recycling bins came about and everyone thought recycling, everything is going to save the world by itself. It really isn't. and But it does help massively. Yeah. And it need that needs to happen to... And everything that is producing carbon now needs to needs to have an alternative in the future or we need to find a, a lower carbon solution to that and it's like teaching people it's like teaching everybody about carbon emissions all over again when you don't think about oh i'm just going to drive down to the shop because it's it'll take us five minutes instead of the 10 that it's going to take me to walk yeah um and even just sort of like you say turning your heating on at home in the winter yeah it is really cold but if you use your heating properly um You'll reduce. You'll produce a lot less carbon emissions than you would if you just have your heating on the whole time. And to be, let's be honest, you go outside in the wind and you're freezing cold. You come back in, you'll turn the heating up even more. You don't feel the benefits of it. So, <laughs> um, you know that education piece is there around carbon emissions and what we currently are emitting. But like I say, everything, all these different solutions, whether it's heating your home, whether it's recycling the plastic bottles that you use in this home, whether it's reusing glass bottles, all of that is helping. There's just not one solution. There's so many different solutions and different pathways that we need to take. Um, but yeah, anyone can come down and visit and anyone's welcome to come and visit. Thank you. And I have to say, like I say, I, I think I'm getting up there with my, uh, I am aiming to be the, the person who's visited the most. Um, it's definitely worth a visit. I, I love going down there. I see something different every time I go along. I'll have you on the on the road as soon, don't worry. <laughs> I think um, my next question then for you, so so it's kind of the future of the site, really. So we've talked about the hydrogen home, but you've got this new, exciting kind of customer energy village coming. So can you tell us a bit about that, what it's for, what it's going to be used for, and uh, when it's going to be kind of ready for people to come and see? Yeah, so for any any of the listeners that are from the Northeast, um, we are essentially building a Beamish, but a Beamish museum, but for the future of energy. For those listeners who... Um, a little bit further afield and never heard of Beamish before. We are building nine more homes on the site um, to replicate what we have currently in the UK across across the UK. So, um, for instance, we've got three 1910 terraces. We've got two 1930 semi-detached homes, a 1950s bungalow, two traditional style 1970s flats and a 1990s detached home. And each of these houses have been 
built to traditional methods. So we for instance we've used horsehair mortar in, in some of in some of the build. Um the nineteen ten terraces, one of them has actually got a single glazed wooden frame window uh when windows installed. So they are homes that replicate the UK, so they have been built traditionally, but with these modern twists, like having double glazed window, because most most homes do have those have that sort of uh, improvement now. And the idea behind them is that hydrogen homes are great; they are perfect for what they were built for. We're demonstrating the appliances from the high heat program. The issue we have there is that not everybody has a modular build home, mm-hmm. um, and the, the modular build aren't as they don't have a passive material like we have with brick homes so the idea is we are going to test all of these homes um we're going to put them all onto natural gas initially except for the flats which will go straight onto electric because it's quite typical of of yeah that style and that era to go straight onto electric um we'll get a baseline of data across the board now every home has electric supply hydrogen supply and a natural gas supply so there's a dual main feed and needs feed and all of these properties um, and the idea is we'll be able to test the different solutions. And again, going back to what we said before, we aren't here shouting to say hydrogen is the best thing in the world. What we're here to do is to help people understand what their options are going to be. So without making any additional changes to these homes, what we aim to be able to say to people is if you if you move on to hydrogen, um, you might not need to change anything into your home. In your home, it'll operate exactly the same other than the appliances needn't be changed, sorry, they'll operate exactly the same, um, but your carbon emissions will be at zero, providing we, at that point in time, that the network is is given green hydrogen, your carbon emissions will be at zero. However, if you wanted to go onto a heat pump, um, what we have found is actually you only need to upgrade your windows and get triple glazed windows instead of double glazed windows and your carbon emissions will still be at zero but this is how you'd heat your home and this is how we've tested it yeah um, we're also going to be looking at hybrid systems as well so hybrid is going to be well i i personally think it's going to be one of the possible options that'll be applied to most homes across the uk in terms of during the warmer months such as as we're going into the warmer months now we're getting into summer the heating isn't on at all you know yeah. it, it's it's uh, it, we, we rely on the fact that the sun is shining through the window to keep us warm. Um, we'll be operating on a heat pump system, for instance. But then as the winter comes in, we'll be relying on the gas network to back up that, that heat and supply. If you like. So we we will still have a boiler installed in our homes. And I actually think that might be one of the one of the most popular solutions in the future. Um, but the idea behind these houses is that we are we haven't got brand new homes. We're, we're we're replicating insulation. We're replicating where we can what what is currently on the network, and then over time, and a lot of research will be done, and we'll upgrade different parts of these homes, and especially the homes like so the nineteen tens, the seven, uh, the thirties, and the seventies have all got uh, like multiple options. So you've got three nineteen tens, two terraces, uh, yeah, two terraces and two flats. Uh, we'll be able to operate them on different gases at the same time or different fuels at the same time. Sorry, so. What you might find is we will have the end terrace on the nineteen ten operating on a heat pump, um, whereas the mid terrace might be on hydrogen and the end terrace will be on natural gas. So we can compare all three at the same time and change them around because again they're in different they're in different situations. One of the end terraces is on is the gable end of of the site where it's it's open 
to the rest of the site, it's open to the elements where the other one is, is very much enclosed in. So again, as that that'll be used for research predominantly. But as far as I'm aware, we might we, we should be welcoming visitors um to that as well. So people can come have a look around and I think having that that relatable builds there. So for I don't know for myself, I'm in a new build, but my parents in a in a 1990s attached. They can come. They can come to site. They'll be able to go. Oh, that's really similar to our build. And um, what what research has been done here, and we'll be able to talk them through the findings from using natural gas, uh, then the findings from using hydrogen or having a heat pump, and how how we had to operate that to make sure that the home stayed warm. We carried on cooking our food, and hopefully, we'll be able to give an idea of the sort of cost implications of each solution as well in the future, which is something that we struggle, we're struggling to do at the moment, as you'll be more than aware. You know, there isn't mass hydrogen production for domestic use and especially not mass green hydrogen production at the moment. So it's it's one of those uncertainties. But as time moves on, we'll hopefully be able to give people an idea of the cost implications as well to each, each fuel yeah. type. So very exciting project. And uh, we are hoping... That that will launch in the summer um, and be open sort of from September onwards. Um, but watch this space; we will be putting updates out on the on social media and things for people to find out more. Thank you. And I, from an expert point of view, we'll definitely be promoting that to get get people to come out and see it. I think um, it's a really interesting project, and the fact that what I really like about it is it's not it's not there to necessarily promote hydrogen; it's there to to kind of really get the data around. Yeah. Like, where does a heat pump work really well? Mm-hmm. Where does where does it work better if you've got hydrogen? What do you get? What are you going to need to do to make your houses more efficient? Yeah, because something like I think I think it's around eighty percent of the homes that are built to, that exist today are still going to be there in twenty fifty. Mm-hmm. So we've got to understand what we can do for a uh, for homes, the existing homes, and existing homes that have been there for you know hundred years. They're not the most energy efficient and what's going to be the best way of doing that and the most cost-effective way of doing that for people. Yeah. It's a brilliant project. So uh, I have one last question. I always ask this last question to everybody who comes onto the podcast. So part of this podcast is you get an energy magic wand. Cool. It gives you any wish you like. So, But it's got to be related to the energy industry, I'm afraid. So if you could have one thing happen across the energy industry to... Um, to, to get us to net zero, to reach that kind of net zero carbon target, what would it be? Oh, what a great question that is. Um, okay, I think for me personally, it would just be to have a large-scale green hydrogen production that was affordable, um, which helped with the solutions across the board, not just hydrogen solution by itself. Um as you know, I'm very big. I'm a very big believer of everything needs to work together. Um, so I, I do think if we can if we can get the hit the nail on the head and get some decent green hydrogen production, it'll benefit not just for those who are on the gas network, but for everybody. So that would be my my one wish, I guess. That way. Thank you very much for your time, Alex. Really appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you. I would highly recommend getting up to have a look at the hydrogen homes and certainly. Uh, when the Customer Energy Village goes live, it's going to be a great thing to come and have a look at. So thanks very much for your time today. Really appreciate mm-hmm. it. And uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. It's an exciting time for the gas industry at the moment, and decarbonisation is a fundamental part of how we move forward. 
If you'd like to keep up to date, we have a great range of resources for the gas industry that you can access. This includes our monthly Delivering Decarb newsletter, which covers topical issues of the moment, our monthly working groups that we'd love you to get involved with, an intranet for industry containing more detailed information about pertinent projects, an online resource hub on exaserve.com that contains blogs, podcasts, information packs, videos, and more. Thank you for listening, and I hope you tune in next time. 